When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishkon, and this is the Self Care Club podcast. The advice for self care today is endless and can feel like yet another overwhelming job for women. The Self Care Club is part social experiment, part reality show. Every episode, we trial a different self care practice, live it to the letter for a week, and report back to you on the results. Will it actually improve your well being or will it be another waste of your time? We test out self care so you don't have to. Welcome, Welcome to, to the Self Care Club. Hey, Nicole. Hi, Lauren. What have we got in store for this week's episode? We're going to have a COVID catch-up session. Can't wait. Well, I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishcon. And this is the Self-Care Club podcast. So let's get clear on what we're catching up on. Tell everyone at home how we're going to do this today. Well, I have found, and I don't know if you have, that themes have been coming up very common generalized themes amongst my girlfriends. And I wanted to just have a chat about one of those because I feel like a lot of us are very much on the same page and it's nice to not feel alone. (laughs) I completely agree. And I actually haven't heard any of your themes and you haven't heard any of mine. Um, And I kind of want to say off the top that I've also noticed themes from my girlfriends and my clients um, and I just, I want to look at kind of the mental challenges, the emotional challenges that women have been experiencing in the last couple of weeks, if that's okay with you. That is great with me because I am going more with the sort of physical and practical issues. Oh, well, I can't let dive in. Let's do it. Tell us, tell us more about the physical and practical issues. Well, I think I just want to start by saying that in general, I don't know if you feel like this, but I feel like lockdown is pretty much like that week between Christmas and New Year's, but without the cheese. That's how I feel. (laughs) Like a Tuesday is a Sunday is a Wednesday. It's just a day. The name of the day makes no difference. Do you find that? Yes and no, because I'm still in that. I still have some sort of routine because of school. And you must do too because of the kids. I do, but I mean, homeschooling is very loose here. You know, our theme was oceans this week and we watched Jaws one afternoon. That was my homeschooling. You were quite regimented and routined at the beginning. I remember you telling me it was like week one or week two. You're like, I'm totally winning at life. I've cleaned my house. The kids are all doing their work. I'm up and about. And you were like, you had it all together. And I was like lying in bed with my tongue hanging out my mouth, like just dribbling. So something's shifting, isn't it? Things are shifting. I mean, you know my boyfriend, Joe Wicks. Oh, how is he? Well, I've only seen him once this week and um, I basically sat on the sofa looking at him whilst eating a cinnamon bun. That. <laughs> so when, if you want to ask if things have slipped, Nicole. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Right, let's, 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 let's have a talk about some of these, these categories. Go on, tell me. Let's talk about lockdown lust. Oh, really? Yeah. Let's talk yeah. about sex. Go on then. 
Well, I mean, I've okay. My conversation towards it is is null and void. There is there isn't anything for me to say. Interesting. There you go. I'm finding a lot of women are saying basically their husbands are pouncing on them a lot. Um, and I know that this must be a thing because even Gwyneth Paltrow is in on it right now. You see, the thing is with Gwyneth Paltrow is. Look, I'm not a massive fan of Gwyneth Paltrow. I find her very sort of righteous and up her own arse, if I'm honest. I just can't imagine her getting all hot and heavy. She just seems too uptight, don't you think? Well, she talked to an intimacy coach. I mean, talk about having more money than sense. But the intimacy... (laughs) Not only did she talk to the intimacy coach with Brad, but they videoed the entire session. So if you really have nothing to do, you can watch this session. And the intimacy coach said that most women she'd spoken to are not feeling very sexual right now because the female body, when it's put under stress, goes into survival mode. So food and comfort and sweets and things that up your body fat are the things that women seem to most want to do and they don't really want pleasure. Are you finding that? How, how is that for you? I I did have a tantrum because I stashed away a toffee crisp and my husband and youngest son decided to eat it. It was like an emergency one. And I had a full toddler tantrum over there. What does it tell me? We so, we need more information. Like what is a toddler tantrum? No, I mean literally I had like a meltdown. So screaming, crying, throwing yourself on the floor, like, come on, I need detail. No, but you know, a bit of shouting and quite a lot of crossness. Cross. Would I rather a shag or a toffee crisp? I don't know at this point. Sorry, it's, I, I, it's a and this is nothing against my husband. He's incredibly handsome and gorgeous and everything else, but I hold my hands up and say, I would much prefer a toffee crisp. And if you're going to put a biscuit boost into the situation, now we're really talking. <gasps> yeah. I love a biscuit boost. Yeah, well, it's, <laughs> toffee crisp wasn't, I was, you know, it was probably why he's still on the fence. Biscuit boost situation. I mean, it's a different kettle of fish. But I mean, I I agree. I can't believe I'm saying this. I agree with Gwyneth Paltrow. I am not feeling remotely lustful. I can't be bothered. That's just not where my head's at. You know, I'm in survival mode here. We all are. But Gwyneth was complaining that, um, you know, with the kids being home all the time, there wasn't much opportunity. And then I thought, well, hang on, aren't her kids teenagers? And also, I find it a little hard to swallow that she's living in like a one bedroom flat. I feel that probably there's room in the mansion for Brad to go off and shag if they need to. And also her kids don't need like their nappies changing. So I don't know what's going on there. But none of this stopped her from um, putting 120 pound vibrators on her goop side. I bet they've all sold out. Are they sold out? They probably have. Yeah, we're missing. Oh, here's a top tip. We're not missing out on anything because you can buy them on a cardo for a tenner. I have so many questions from that last comment. Well, just saying, Nicole, you can buy them on a car day for it. I mean, am I allowed to question this or do you just want me to drop it? I I don't mind. I'm just saying, if you can get an Ocado slot... I've actually got one for Wednesday. I've got one for Wednesday. So if anyone listening needs anything, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, just let me know. Okay, and yourself, okay. how have you found it? Have you been in the mood? Like, where are you at with it? With sex? Yeah. Um, I, I need some cajoling. Okay. It's not top of my priority list right now. But 
that seems to be the theme that I'm hearing. But that's the, that's kind of the theme of my 40s. It's just not top of my priority list, <laughs> God be honest. It's not. Well, I, we... We may spend an entire week dedicated. Well, we go. We to are going subject. to, which which might which might help me because I tell you something. It was very different in my thirties. Yeah. What else is on your list? Booze. Let's talk about booze. Um, I I drink it every day at six o'clock. I've also been drinking every day. Yeah, uh, which is really unlike me. <laughs> what are you really, drinking? I am drinking a vodka tonic. Or I'm drinking a glass of white wine, sometimes two. I think last night I had three glasses of white wine. And at the beginning, I was having, I was drinking probably every other day and then sort of forcing myself to not drink. And now I've just completely let go of that, completely given into it. And it's a really lovely part of my day. Whilst I'm cooking dinner, I I really enjoy having my glass of wine. It's very joyful. So I agree. Yeah. And to me, it's like a celebration of another day managed, another day conquered. Yeah. So well, he comes. Yeah. 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 So we finish, you know, what we're doing. And then he wanders down at six o'clock and I go, Wednesday, tick. And then we have a drink. And it feels like, you know, everything's okay. Let's yeah. celebrate with a little bit of a drink. How are you finding Zoom now that we're week six into this? What what do you mean? How am I? Well, I worked on Zoom all the time anyway, pre-lockdown. I mean, I don't mean to sound uber cool here or that I had. So I do all my coaching calls on Zoom. Um, I did a whole coaching course on Zoom. Oh, Um, wow. Yeah, I did my whole certification on Zoom. Um, So I'm kind of a bit of a pro at Zoom. So Zoom's fine. Um, And I've still been seeing all my clients on Zoom. I'm doing all my exercise classes via Zoom. I, you know, Zoom is keeping me sane, I would say. Mm, what about you? I feel like in the beginning it was really fun. Uh, very novel for me because this was not my thing. I only do things IRL. What's that mean? What does, I, what does IRL mean? In, in real, real life. <laughs> I just, I'm finding Zoom just a pain in the ass now because now I've got, because... to, straighten, I've got to straighten my hair, put on eyebrows. and. I'm actually really happy not seeing most people. And because you're stuck at home doing nothing, you can't pretend that you're busy or that you're dead as an excuse for not speaking to people. You know, normally I can like buy myself at least 48 hours by saying, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't speak. I'm at a birth and then I'm recovering for 24 hours. But now it's like, if you don't answer the phone or answer your Zoom, it's like some personal snub because everyone knows you're sitting around with nothing to do all day. So I'm over it. But I don't believe but I don't believe you are sitting around with nothing to do all day. Nobody is sitting around with nothing. Nobody I know is sitting around with nothing to do all day. What I mean is I'm like, I'm not in a meeting, I'm not physically at a birth, I'm not driving on the school run, I'm, you know, doing shit in my house. Yeah. But that doesn't mean you're free. I still think it's perfectly acceptable to not be around and accessible 24 hours a day. I don't think that's I don't think that's good for anybody. I really don't. Okay. I've spoken to a lot less people. So maybe I am finding that in a very different way, not necessarily via Zoom. But I'm not always picking up the phone when someone calls. That's nothing to do with the person that's calling me. It's just like I don't I can't speak right now, or I'm in the middle of having a row with my kids, or I'm in the middle of doing my gym session. I mean, no, I might not be on the school run or coaching all the time, but it doesn't mean I'm not busy. I don't know. Is that wrong? No. 
busy. It's just I'm not, you know, I'm clearly more available than I was. And I'm not sure I like being available all the time to everybody. Well, I was actually going to give it a much nicer spin, if I may. It's just about boundaries. And no one wants to be available 24 hours. And again, I don't think that's healthy for anybody. Just because you don't feel that your excuses are valid doesn't mean you have to answer the call every five seconds. No, I don't. I don't have to. It's true. It's true. You don't. You don't. And I'm. And I'm. I guess I'm quite. You're giving me permission you, now. I, I'm. I'm demanding that okay. you do what you please to do. But yeah, I mean, because we listen. Women feel guilty every five seconds about the next thing that's coming up, and I just didn't think that this would be one of yours. So it's. It's interesting, isn't it? It's just, it's information. It's good to look at these things. And you know, you don't want to answer the phone. Don't answer the bloody phone. That's what I say. Well, you say that, but okay. What about WhatsApp? I can just about manage WhatsApp. WhatsApp and the blue fucking ticks. So you send a message, you see the blue ticks. Oh, they've read the message, but they haven't replied to the message. Well, why haven't they replied to the message? They're not in a meeting. They're not in a car. They're not underground on the tube. They're just ignoring me. You know, it's this, it's all that bullshit. That's what I can't bear. But but hold on, if someone leaves you on red, I, I know that's the term because my kids tell me, oh, she's left Ooh. me on red. Oh, I don't yeah, know that's that the term. term. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because they've read, the, what that means is they've read the message because they can see the blue ticks and they've just left it. So they've oh, left you on red. Oh, right, yeah. Down with the lingo. Um, if someone's left you on red, yeah. do, you ca- do you really care? Well, it entirely depends who it is and what the conversation is. Well, let's say me, let's say I leave you on red. Oh, I just know that you're screaming at one of the children for 10 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) And you leave me on red a lot. I don't, but the thing is, it's, yeah. Wow. (laughs) You do. Actually, you do. But what I'm saying is I don't make a whole story up about it. Like, oh my God, she's not on the school run and she's not at a birth and she's not doing anything constructive. So why doesn't she get back to me? Wow. I'm clearly just a paranoid Jew. I don't know. Wow, I, I didn't know I left you on red. I won't do that. That's mean. It's not, but it's not mean. It's just, that's just, I'll send you something. You don't always have to respond. I feel like I If should. I say to you, how are you? What's going on? You wouldn't then read it and then leave me on red. See, okay. I, feel like I, just over, I feel like I overshare with you. You're like, how are you? I'm like, I got my period this morning and I'm listening. I feel like we are like, whoa, I just wanted, I'm fine, thanks. I don't need to know every single thing that happened to you in the last 12 hours. I'm a woman's coach. Hello? That's, that's exactly what I need to know. I love that you overshare with me. Okay, so that's WhatsApp. So that's causing you some stress. I don't know if it's causing me stress. I just feel like if I don't pick up the phone or I don't answer immediately, I feel like people think I'm ignoring them, which I'm not because sometimes I am doing okay. stuff. But I don't know. I don't know. Well, it's it's well, a weird lockdown listen. thing. You've just made a public statement. So now anybody that listens to this will know you are not ignoring them. You just might need a minute. I might just need a, a breather. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. And I, I, that's what I'm giving you permission to take. Oh, take the breather. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Well, I was, I was listening to my audio book this morning, Glenn and Doyle Untamed, the most amazing book I've ever, ever listened to in my entire life. I am loving it to the point that when it finishes, I've decided to already listen to it immediately again because I'll be so devastated when it ends. Wow. Yes, it's that amazing. And she was, there's this amazing uh, 
chapter all about texting and how the stress of having to text back. And just because somebody texts you, why do we feel totally obliged to have to text them back? It's very Name of this book again, please. Untamed by Glennon Doyle. Let's talk about personal grooming. I, uh, I'll, I'll be very frank, if I may. I let it all go in the beginning. I let it all go. And then I had to pull it back from the edge because it was actually just getting me down. So I am lasered, but there are still little bits that, that grow back. So the wax strips were purchased from Ocado. They sell everything. And um, <laughs> bits, the, the remaining few bits were waxed off. Nail polish, nail polish remover, base coat were all also purchased. And Grey Roots, thank you very much to your Instagram online tutorial that I watched. Facebook, Facebook tutorial. Oh, Facebook Live. Sorry, you know I'm not down with the with the with the tech, but whatever it was, you did it on. I watched it and then I did it. So Grey Roots were covered, um, and I did research day creams and serums a bit like I'm studying for a PhD because I'm not really wearing a lot of makeup. And what'd you come up with? Um, well, the one that seemed to be the one is called Drunk Elephant. It's won all these awards, but it's £75 for a tiny pot of cream. And um, no, I'm not buying it. Oh, That's not, not during lockdown. You're not bloody well seeing anybody. No, exactly. But 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 there, there's a fine line between not at lockdown, I'm not seeing anybody, and I can't just let all this grooming go. And also, when you're not in the car, not doing car journeys, you don't have access to the car tweezers. And then all sorts of havoc happens. Sprouts. Sprouts. Yes. <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> well, I'm laughing. So take that as you will. Well, look, my personal grooming is, and I've pretty much stayed up to date with it. You know, I am a hairdresser, so I can color my roots no problem. I have been blow drying my hair when I wash it. If I don't, I just feel so disgusting. It's not worth it. This morning, yeah. I actually um, did my gym class, got showered, um, went over my hair and put some makeup on. And then my sister, who's living with us at the moment, came in and she said, where are you going? I said, I'm not going anywhere. But Where are you going? I love where, it. Where are you going? I'm not going anywhere. Um, but I've even got a pair of jeans on today. Yeah, me too. So, which is really unlike me. I've just been literally living in gym wear. Um, yeah. And I feel so much better sitting, doing this podcast in the jeans with my blow-dried hair and a face of foundation and lipstick on. No one can see me, but I just, I feel good. You know, I feel good. You feel more like yourself. Yeah. I feel more like myself. And I put it on yesterday and even put a post up on Instagram about it. Like, oh, it's good to see myself in color. Why am I not doing this every day? And so I've made a bit of a pat on myself. You know, I'm wearing makeup every day now because it just lifts my spirits. And I think whatever lifts your spirits is so important right now. I have to have eyebrows on and I have to have mascara because otherwise I genuinely feel like I can't see. And obviously I know that that's in my head, but that's how I feel. But I've stopped putting anything at all on my face and my skin is thanking me for that. Mine so, isn't. Mine isn't. Uh, okay. So, yeah, I haven't found that. And I did like three weeks without any makeup and I thought, oh, it might no, but it didn't. Um, I haven't got my nails on, obviously. It's the first time I've taken my nails off in absolutely years, like no shellac. Um, So I was hoping that I will strengthen them up. That doesn't seem to be, I I don't really care. 
And I said to my sister this morning, I don't even think I'm going to get my nails done when we come out of lockdown. And I don't think oh, I'm going to, know. hold on, you're like this. I don't think I'm going to get my Botox redone when I come out of, when I come out of lockdown. Mm. I actually don't, it's not that I prefer myself without Botox, but I don't, but I don't care. Like I, I feel completely, I have no feeling towards it. So I think, well, why go and spend the 300 pounds getting my face Botox if I have no feeling towards it? Right. Um, you're going to have no argument with me. I don't believe in spending money to have poison injected into one's face. So no argument from me there. I'm, I'm happy to see you au naturel. I won't cry or run away. I think we should time how long it will take until I get Botox back in my face. Okay. Okay. I mean, I, I, I will be straight back at the salon getting my shellac put back on because I cannot stand the naked nails. I feel like I am naked. Um, I'm not God, what without your eyebrows and without your mascara and without your nails, you just I'm blind, I'm deaf, I'm (laughs) naked. It's a right. (laughs) This week we are sponsored by Notion. Why do we love Notion? Because it brings our ideas to life. It's like having access to tomorrow's tools today by combining all our research scripts and notes into one simple space with the added power of AI built right inside not a separate AI tool or browser tab. I used it the other day to plan all our social content for the next three months. It's made what's usually a really long daunting task, super quick, simple and streamlined, leaving us with more time and energy to focus on what truly matters, which is bringing self-care to the listeners and less stress for us. Notion is a place where any team can write, plan, organize and rediscover the joy of play. And the Notion AI turns that knowledge into action. It can answer any question in seconds, summarize your meeting notes and keeps you completely organized. If you can think it, you can make it. It's become an integral part of our podcasting toolkit and we're calling it self-care. Try Notion for free when you go to notion.com slash self-care club. That's all lowercase letters, notion.com slash self-care club and start turning ideas into action. And when you use our link, you're supporting our show. Notion.com slash self-care club. Let's talk about clothes. Okay. I I spent one evening hunting for tracksuit bottoms online. I swear to you. I spent more time looking for these tracksuit bottoms than I did for a dress for my son's bar mitzvah. Like I have never spent so long looking for something to wear whilst sitting on my sofa. Um, and Joe, I'm sure Joe Wicks is quite easy with what you wear, watching him from your sofa. He doesn't care what I wear. <laughs> but this is just more for like, you know, I just feel like if I'm going to be home, I don't really need to be dressed. I would like a decent pair of tracksuit bottoms that don't look like pajama bottoms. But either every woman in the UK has thought the same thing, or they're just not manufacturing them. But God help you, you cannot find a pair of tracksuit bottoms in a size ten for love or money. So what have you been wearing? Because when I um, FaceTimed you the other day, you were wearing a pair of dungarees. Like you were fully dressed. You looked really great. So what are you wear? Are you like getting proper dressed every day? Well, no, I'm mainly wearing like my grim tracksuit bottoms, the ones that my husband really hates. He calls them my saggy ass tracksuit bottoms. <laughs> That's the description. Uh, <laughs> they're fairly revolting. And on days that I can't manage that, then then I will put on a pair of jeans. What are you wearing? Uh, I'm wearing gym gear every single day. Even after I do my gym class, I shower, I put it back on. <laughs> Okay. But I've always, I've always been someone that wears a lot of gym wear. Um, mm. So that's not massively unusual. And I have a very nice collection of gym wear 
My gym wear is all sweaty Betty Lululemon. It's better than my other clothes. Um, So I get quite a lot of enjoyment out of it. So it's not like I'm not getting dressed. I am. But today, the fact that I've put jeans and a t-shirt on, I just, I think this is just going to be the new way. I feel great. Okay. I feel great. My son's got a new outfit, my seven-year-old. He wears a football kit every single day. So shorts and and the football top. Uh, with with his grey school ankle socks. And then on top of that, he wears a green and navy striped fleece dressing gown. And that's his look. Oh, it's, we oh. call it the Hugh, the Hugh Hefner. That's what he looks like. <laughs> he looks so like he's wandering around the Playboy Mansion. It's the socks. It's the grey school socks with the little bare shins. Oh, that's and just brilliant. Gown. It's, it's, it's special. Special. Right, let's, should we move on to some mental challenges, some mental updates? And I don't mean mental as in like we've all gone mad updates. I mean like the challenges that we're finding that are going on in our heads, what we're saying to ourselves, what we're dealing with, you know, because I'm a coach, this is the area I like to look in. Um, So let's talk about how we've been emotionally, because I've been up and down from day one, I've been up and down. And and that hasn't changed, actually. Um, but what I've noticed in the last week or so is that I've accepted the fact that I'm up and down. Yeah. Big, well, but, but what I mean by that is for the first few weeks where I was up and down, when I was up, I'd be like, okay, I've got this lick now. I'm okay. This is fine. The lows have gone, but the lows come back or the anxiety comes back or whatever it is we're struggling with. But now I've just accepted that that is my current state is just, I fluctuate between good mood, bad mood, good mood, bad mood. It just goes up and down. Definitely. I am noticing that with myself and I'm noticing that with everybody else. I can, and also it's not even a daily thing. Sometimes it's a twice daily thing, like a good morning and a bad afternoon. Oh my God. Like sometimes it's an hourly thing, Lauren, for me. And you know, I'm really due on at the moment. So need I say more? Well, yes, ditto. And last Sunday or whenever it was, I think I texted you, I, I put lunch on the table, told the whole family to go fuck themselves and then slammed the front door and went for a walk. <laughs> and, as I le- and as I was leaving, as I was storming out, I heard my husband say to the children, don't worry, it's just her weekly tantrum, which of course like riled me even more. But it was like red mist fury rage and by the time I got back I was totally fine how's your well you've already pointed to a bit of guilt but how's your guilt been generally and how's it looking these days um I always say to my birth clients that guilt is delivered along with the placenta I feel like mothers especially Jewish mothers feel guilty all the time about everything so guilt is pretty high up on my list generally but I don't think lockdown is exacerbating that Okay. Interesting because it did for me very, very much. In what way? I went, I felt guilty if I was working. I felt guilty if I wasn't working. I felt guilty if I was uh, hanging out with my kids because I wasn't doing laundry. I felt it didn't matter what I was doing. I felt guilty whilst I was doing it. And it really, it really just washed over me. Like I couldn't even control it. Um, and I noticed it in a lot of my clients, we've been dealing with guilt. We've been really working on the guilt of what they're struggling with on a day-to-day basis. But I have to say it has passed for me. Mm. Um, I, it, look, I do have a nice bag of tools that I can help myself with, but it took me a good few weeks to get myself out of it. 
Um, what what helped? How did you get out of it? I kept literally just having to pull myself to the side, have a good stern talk to myself and get myself in touch with actually how I did want to approach the day. And it wasn't from a place of guilt because I and never think that's very healthy. How does one get oneself out of a place of guilt in a practical way? What are like some top tips if you're feeling like that to get out of guilt? Uh, some top tips are bring yourself uh, present, get really present to where you are. And you can do that by using your breath, by just standing still, taking three really deep breaths, getting into your body. So you get out of your head, get out of the dialogue of whatever's coming in of what you're feeling guilty about, whatever you're struggling with, get into your body, into your breath, and it actually disperses. And then you're in touch with something else, something a bit more real, something a bit more healthy, a bit more supportive do you think that general stress that women are feeling in lockdown can kind of be channeled into guilt when actually it's not necessarily guilt it's just that's how it's manifesting itself that's yeah stress is manifesting. yeah I, I think guilt is probably one of the first places as you just you said it beautifully before I think it's one of the first places that women jump to when they're in a place of anxiety or a place of stress mm. interesting and maybe that's maybe that's where your stress has gone to. Yeah, to yeah. It's and it's easy to feel guilty, isn't it? It doesn't feel Ooh, good, very. but it is easy. It is easy mm. because that's how we're we're designed to feel guilty, and everything around mm. us is designed to make us feel guilty as well. But mm. that's another thing. I won't get on my feminist pedestal right now. Um, I've also noticed concerns, worries, things I've been worried about from mm -hmm. the beginning of lockdown and things I'm worried about now are completely different. And that doesn't mean that I don't have worries as such. Um, but at the beginning, it was, how are we going to get through this? Um, are my parents going to be okay? You know, I had a, a friend who was gravely ill, so I was very worried about him. I was very worried about anyone else getting catching covid and, and getting it very, very badly. I was worried about my kids going into lockdown. How would they be? And the concerns I feel are just have shifted now. Now my mm -hmm. concerns have gone to, and I'd love to hear from you as well. Like, how's it going to be when I come out of lockdown? When am I going to be able to see my parents? Like, how is life going to resume? And th those sorts of things are starting to come up. And I just thought, actually, it's not worries and it's not concerns. It's curiosity mm. and the minute that I said that to myself it felt much lighter much better that I can actually just be curious about something without putting it into something negative like worry I found you that really helpful can't worry about it because you don't have any control over it but I also think it is just the human condition that you are only able to sustain panic and fear for so long and I think now that we're or into week seven of this, it's very hard to constantly keep up that feeling of real fear and terror yeah. and worry yeah. and anxiety. It does just yeah. settle into the new normal. And we're all living this new normal. And it has become a fucked up version of normal now. This is just our lives. We're very adaptable as human beings. We adjust and adapt to our situations very easily. And I think that the majority of us have just shifted into this place of this is how we live now. And I wonder if, um, again, this is my curiosity speaking, like what will stick? You know, we're going to get to the questions in a minute. 
um, will the gratitude that we've all been feeling and, you know, coming off the back of our last show as well, will that stay around? Will we be able to uphold the things, the lessons that we've learned in this lockdown? I'm, and, and not just for me, but for collectively as a human race, will we do things differently? I really wonder. I'd love to say yes. Mm. I'd love to. But I think the honest answer is no. And there was a philosopher who was being interviewed a couple of weeks ago. Um, It was fascinating. And he was saying, you know, I think that we all live in this sort of idealistic place where we think that when this is all over, we'll still hold on to all the goodness that's come out of it and the acts of kindness. And we'll remember, he said, but, you know, everyone felt that way after the war. And actually, the truth is, is that memory is short and we will just shift back into our old lives as they were. And he said, unfortunately, he said as much as he, as like I said, you know, would love to think that this will all stick. It won't. Mm. And I kind of feel the same. So let's, this is a really lovely opportunity to to go into the questions now of, uh, of what worked, what did and what we learned. Should we, do you want to give us a, what's worked for you during this period? What has worked for me? Um, Keeping a loose routine. Mm. Um, And it has got looser, but there is still a routine. Um, Getting dressed, getting a bit of homeschooling in, having some sort of structure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't care what you're wearing. Just don't wear what you've slept in. Um, (laughs) Try not to start drinking until six o'clock. A loose, structured day. Yeah. That's worked for me. What's worked for yeah, you? Yeah, structure again has really worked for me. Um, my gym classes have been one of the most, oh, they, they have been an absolute gift every day because it's given me a structure in terms of my timing and it's kept me fit and strong and it just it really helps my mind. It always has done. Um, alcohol has also helped massively. Yes um and and working working's really been helping me and acceptance I think oh yeah Um, you know when you stop fighting it and you just accept it it becomes easier absolutely absolutely and that's what I was saying back to when I said I was up and down and it wasn't until I realized Mm. okay well this is how you're going to be you're going to be up and you're going to be down and from that moment on it, it it's now okay no matter how I am so yes yes I absolutely agree what hasn't worked Homeschooling hasn't been amazing. Um, I am the complaining bitch mother who actually emailed the school this week and asked for some more online maths. Uh, My email was along the lines of, I'm terribly sorry, but I don't have three hours on a Wednesday afternoon to sit down researching Asia. And also, I went to school from the ages of three to 18 and I don't want to go back. So can you just send some stuff that he can do on his own without me needing to do that? Um, good for you good for you you sent the email that every mother's wanted to send I know but yeah and you know what they are trying their best and it's hard it's hard for everybody and I really do appreciate getting anything to do at all but seriously like no just no no so yeah as I said we watched Jules one afternoon and one morning he woke me up and said guess what, mummy? I just made a vending machine out of Lego. And I was like, okay, well, that's homeschooling done for the day. Let's move yeah, on. Yeah, I would be very happy so, with that. I'm very happy with that. Yeah. So, yeah. so homeschooling's not worked brilliantly for me. Um, cleaning the house all day, every Wednesday, 
again, it's working because I'm really good at cleaning, but I fucking hate it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah I, hear, yeah. yeah, I hear you. I actually don't mind cleaning. Tuesday, it's the tidying up. Tuesday night. Oh, that's tidying up to my life anyway. But like Tuesday night has become the new Sunday night because I go to bed Tuesday night knowing that I've got to clean on Wednesday and I'm like, I don't like Wednesdays anymore. Uh, note to self, avoid Lauren on a Wednesday. Hmm. Always. <laughs> what is not working for you? Um, nothing that I haven't already said um, and nothing's really sticking out. I, I guess just giving myself a hard time hasn't worked. Um, beating mm. myself up for all the things that I'm not doing has not worked um, in mm. any way, shape or form. That's been one of my hardest challenges is just being really hard on myself. So that's that in a nutshell, I would say. Yeah, I think also, the you know, my job is vastly restricted at the moment because we can't be in hospitals with labouring couples. Um, and that I have found really hard. Probably the hardest thing of all of this lockdown is the feeling of letting people down. Yeah. That goes hand in hand with guilt. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that, that you know, my job is to support people and to not be able to support them physically and to feel they are being let down by you has been probably the worst thing about this. Um, what have you learned? I've learned that... I am adaptable. Yeah. Even as an adult, more adaptable than I thought I could be and um, capable. I've always known I was capable, but this whole situation has made me feel capable because I've had to be capable for the children, oh. physically and yeah. emotionally. Yeah. You know, you've got to hold a positive space for them and you are we are their everything right now yeah. we are their everything yeah as they are you know, ours as they are ours too yeah sure absolutely you know we are taking care of their education their emotional needs their physical needs feeding them and it's it's a big ask of all parents um but I feel I've learned that I'm I'm capable what have you learned I've learned that I uh, want for very little actually mm. and all I really need is kind of in this house I've worked remotely anyway so I still get to do my coaching uh, which you know is one of the great loves of my life and the, the only thing that I feel like missing out on is not being able to have a meal and be in the same room as my parents but other than that I'm good like I, I, I need yeah. very little, you know, I run around like a blue ass fly most of the time and I'm going to the theater and I go out for these lovely dinner and I have a lovely lifestyle. Um, but none of it is really important and I'm sure I'll go back to it, but it doesn't, it, and it's enjoyable, but it doesn't bring me, you know, that inner peace that comes from my family. No. I have too much stuff. I've definitely realized that. I don't need to buy anything and I don't need stuff. And there was a very ironic moment the other day when I was like sorting through all my handbags and then realizing that I hadn't picked up a handbag in over six weeks. <laughs> yeah. When was the last time you used a handbag? Yeah, that's true. I don't even know where my handbag is. Right. And I've got so many of them. So um, what, I do miss, go on. I do miss spending time alone with my husband. I do miss oh, that. Oh, Yes. Yes, that is one thing I have really missed. I agree. I echo that. 
What will you continue to use? Gin. (laughs) And by the way, for those of you that might have misheard that, she said G-I-N, not (laughs) G-Y-M. Woof. What will you continue to use? Um, yes, also, I will also continue to... Actually, I don't know if I'll continue to use uh, everyday alcohol. What will I continue to use? My gym, G-Y-M, for sure. I can't wait to yeah. get back there. Um, gratitude. I really, really, really hope I continue yeah. to use gratitude because it's been it's been life-changing throughout this whole process. Yeah. That was a good week, actually. It was a great week. And if you haven't listened to it, please yeah. go back. It's the one before this episode. And it's it, it's a very moving episode yeah. that actually has some really incredible tools in there. What can you apply that doesn't create more work for your clients, Lauren? I mean, they don't need to do much. They just need to stay home and chill and stay relaxed. If you're pregnant right now, you're in the vulnerable category. So you ain't going anywhere and doing anything. So, you know, get some relaxation downloads, maybe do a little bit of gentle pregnancy yoga online, but stay put and stay calm. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. And be accepting. Yeah. Um, I would say for my clients is just to practice, practice gratitude and practice some self-love. You know, just be really compassionate to yourself. This is a difficult time. Um, And I say this to each and every one of my clients, I think at the end of most calls, just be compassionate, be kind, understand that you are going through a difficult time and that whatever you're doing, not doing, and however you are or are not is enough because that's how you are. So That's nice. Thanks. That's lovely to hear that. You can have that. Well, you just heard it. There you go. I'll give it to you now. Thank you. What's coming in the What's club? Coming in the club. Yeah. What's coming in the club? Um, well, obviously gin. Gin. <laughs> yeah, gin. Um, yeah. And mine is yeah. mine is my my gym. My actual gym is coming in the club. Oh, it's going to be like a corner, a gym corner. Yeah, you know what? And we're going to do a week on uh, where I go. I'm going to make you come um, to the gym. I'm going to make you come one week, and you're going to love it. And I just it, because the, this. I'm not going to love it, Nicole. I'm going to hate it. It's it's just the they are. It's so fun there, and I love it. And so that has really been the an anchoring part of this has has been being able to work out with these guys every day. It's been amazing. Okay, what um what are we going to chat about next week? We are going to come away from COVID, come away from Corona. We we've decided yes, we've had enough of talking about it. You've probably had enough of hearing about it. So we're actually going to go back to some of the practices that we wrote down pre-COVID-19. Yes, there was a world before all this happened. Um, and we're going to be trying out the Shakti mat. Do you want to explain a bit? Oh, um, Shakti. Do you want- Imagine a bed of nails, um, but with rubberized nails instead of nails. Google it, Shakti mat. That's what we're going to be trying it's, out. For it's supposed week, to be good know. for circulation. It's good for pains and it's like a holistic treatment. And uh, people, I think it's at Shakti mat. They gifted us a Shakti mat each, didn't they? They did. It was very kind of them. And it, it works on the basis of acupressure. So we're, we're going to give that a whirl and report back to you with our findings. With our findings. Yeah. 
Lovely to talk to you. Please all stay safe, stay well, stay home. Um, and thank you for staying tuned. And please subscribe and tell all your friends. See you next week. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network. 